Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink and Doink Connection, the podcast where David and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. Tonight, we are going to be going over the Monday Night Raw episode from December 14th. A middle-of-the-road Raw. A middle-of-the-road Raw with the perfect way to end it to go into your pay-per-view. Yeah, because this is the go-home Raw for TLC. Yeah. There was some... There was some could, really you could, good... You, you could tell that the episode was building... As you were getting to the end of the episode. Yeah. You could tell like a couple of things seemed rushed at the end, but everything during the last third of the night was built upon what happened on the first third of yeah. the night. It's kind of the best way to look at it. Yeah. Because it, it was a tough raw to get through, especially like the, you know. The first the, the hour. O- the opening segment. Listen, great conceptual idea. It was a great concept. Poor, poor, poor execution. execution. Poor execution. Poor execution. Like, oh my God. If, if, if they wanted to make The Miz more annoying, congratulations. Okay? If you wanted to make John Morrison look more like an idiot, congratulations. Because <laughs> you did it. You had one of the biggest professional wrestling stars in like 2016, 2017 in Johnny Mundo, John Morrison, now looks like a clown. And I don't think he minds it, though. Oh, I don't think he cares. No. He's doing... He's performing with his best friend. Yeah. Which is all he cares about right now. Yep. He's Hell, if he has to check. look like an idiot, if he has to eat pins, he'll do it. Yeah. Just to work to, with if, his best if friend. If he has to keep eating claymores, <laughs> he's going to do it. But I will say this much. As bad as the opening segment was, the match we got immediately oh, after yeah. it, and the aftermath in that match yeah. was awesome. And we've come on here, we've really beat up referees for being inconsistent. So, should there have been a no disqu- uh, should there have been a disqualification at some point in this match with almost grabbing AJ Styles and stuff like that, preventing moves? Yeah, probably. Probably. Okay. The referees are very inconsistent with this because then later on in the night we get a disqualification on a on another interference from somebody else on the outside. Mm-hmm. It, but whatever. I digress. This match was awesome. Oh, this, yeah. ma- this match hit the way a small guy, the best wrestler in the world, AJ Styles, would attack somebody who's larger than him. Mm-hmm. He works on the legs, and then it was as soon as he hit, um, is it that white noise backbreaker? Mm-hmm. As soon as he hit that backbreaker, he hit his leg, uh, Sheamus, put AJ Styles across his leg, and he buckled his knee. And mm-hmm. he, had to, he was selling his leg the entire match. And it was a great match. And AJ Styles came out like a badass at the end of this match when mm-hmm. Sheamus got hung up in the ropes. And he yeah, just, when Omis put him up, hung him up in the ropes upside down. And he just tuned on him with the chair. Oh, yeah. How many, I'm, not how many chair shots did AJ Styles do? I, I didn't count, and I'm not going to go back and count. How often do we actually see frontal chair shots in modern wrestling? The last time any kind of chair shot, I don't even know if it actually happened with chairs. I know it happened with kendo sticks was probably between the Seth and Dominic stuff. Well, no, no, no. There were, well, no, no. I'm not just talking tied up in the rope stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. No, I'm, I'm saying about... chair shots to the front. Okay, but that was kendo sticks. Yeah, but I feel like there was some chairs. I could be wrong. No, I think There that... was so much that happened between them two. Yeah, I think it was just kendo sticks, but my thing is, right, so whenever you see that that chair shot, that stair I think Roman shot, and Jay. Was that frontal? I think so. Okay. I think there was some. Well, we know Roman and Otis had one because he smashed them yeah. with the stairs in the front, like head, neck, yeah. arm area. I can't remember the last time that somebody was taking unprotected chair shots to his abdomen. 
especially someone like Sheamus who is having like gut issues and why he took some mm-hmm. time off from WWE along with the stenosis of his spine and why he took time off from the WWE. And maybe that's why they went with the front shots versus the back shots Probably. because of his spine stuff. Who yeah. knows? But man, those were stiff. Those were hard. Th- this match was stiff. What I noticed is that in this episode, there was a lot of brutality. And a lot of good wrestling. Oh, a lot of great wrestling. And uh, great is a little strong. I thought it was good wrestling. I mean, if we want to just go match by match, we could say I mean, we'll get into each match. But first match, incredible. First match was very good. Yes, great, very good. But then the Lana stuff was poor again. Well, you had New Day and Hardy against her business, which that, that's good. That was very good. Okay, again. Uh, we had Lana's match with Lana's been performing very know, well, but Lana's match versus Nia was quick. Yeah, but almost, that's, that's almost, what you have to do. Almost no point. Yeah, Shayna's match with Dana Brooke quick, almost no point. Um, Riddle's match with MVP quick, almost no point. You had the stuff with uh, you had the retribution. retribution stuff, which it was nice to see them come out on top. Yeah. But it it. it uh, <sighs> Some of it was just there was clunky. no oh and the, and the no wor- real beefy wrestling and, the, and then the worst part is Lee oh like losing a two on one match and again that was probably a, the low point of the night it's a it's a handicap match it's two on one two really great wrestlers mm-hmm. targeting someone like Keith Lee with kicks to the head and kicks to the thighs and stuff like that and I get it but the way that these guys have been destroyed by um Drew McIntyre. McIntyre. Over these last couple of weeks. It's almost like a, a screw you to Keith Lee. It's it almost, knocks him way down. Yeah. It, it basically says you're not where, where where we had you when you first came to Raw. You're not where for, you should be. Not where you should be. No. I, uh, no, it's not it's not it's not WWE saying where he should be. It's not saying that Keith Lee's not living up to where he should be. It's where us as fans think Keith Lee should be. Well, yeah, because you gotta remember the the wave he's been riding. Yeah. You know, we think he should be in that title picture because when he came to Raw at first, that's right where you put him. Yeah, he was and in I the think, title picture. And I think that was a mistake. Everybody was excited about that, putting him in the title picture right away. But he, here's the deal, right? And this is the thing about WWE that I've come to the realization about. They don't really just throw people in the title picture. It takes time for them to get people into yeah. the title picture. They want to make sure that they fit the WWE mold, the WWE system, the way the WWE d- does things, right? The WWE main roster. No, no, no. WWE in, in really in general, like whether it's main roster, NXT, they, they want to make sure that you kind of fit. Like look at someone like Elias, for example, and we're going to get to Elias' segment. Elias never really worked in NXT. He was a jobber, then he became the drifter, and then pretty soon he was on main roster. He, yeah. was, on, he was on Raw, right? I feel he's a far better character on Raw than he ever was in NXT. Yeah. He didn't fit NXT's mold. Gritty, hard-hitting, more realistic wrestling. He is a sports entertainer. He gets out there. He's much better with the crowd because he can play to the crowd. He does the whole guitar shtick. He he reminds me a lot of the elements of the, what The Rock had, mm-hmm. but The Rock, they they put a rocket on his ass. And they, yeah. sh- they just shot him to the moon, and that was But it, it. worked. But it worked because Rock both had the in-ring acumen because of his history with his family and the mm-hmm. lineage, as well as that, you know, you can smell what The Rock is cooking stuff that he did, okay? Yeah. But it still took years to get The Rock to where he was. You got to yeah, remember, when he came die, in Rocky, his... die. Yeah. Okay? Rocky Maivia at Survivor Series, die, Rocky, die. There was chance, mm-hmm. okay? That's how much people didn't like him. It took a long time for him to find his footing, Nation of Domination. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Then he does his whole shtick in there as the heel, gets into the corporation, and bang, he he's off to the races. Okay. What I'm seeing with Keith Lee is he came from NXT and he had a rock in NXT mm-hmm. and he fit the NXT brand. He fit the true wrestling dynamic of what I've house house show indie that's style. That's what I'm wrestling. saying. What I've always said is NXT is very indie house show small crowds mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. this stuff with their big shows here and there. Yeah. But it's always been a small crowd environment. So that's why your independent wrestling stars perform so well. Tommaso Ciampa, John Gargano, um Killian Cross or Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross. Um I can buy Karrion uh, and Killer because yeah. that's who he was. Yeah, but Punishment. even Killian Dane. Yeah, Killian Dane. Punishment Martinez, uh, Damian Priest. Peter Dunn. Pete Dunn, yeah. All these independent wrestling stars perform so well in that gritty, um, dark kind of indie wrestling scene. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn. Yeah. Kevin Owens. Yeah. But but some of these guys. Pac, yeah. Who at the time was known as Neville. But some of these guys have, have almost changed and learned to play in that main roster spotlight. Yeah. Well, because you have wrestlers like Sami Zayn who's embraced the character that he's become. You have someone yeah. like, again, how long has it, how long was it before Sami Zayn won a title? Oh, years. Okay. He was NXT champion and then what was it, six years? Yeah. Before he became, four, in, four before or he five became years, intercontinental yeah. champion? Yeah. Okay. That's a long window. But that's the thing about, that is the thing about Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon doesn't just hand belts to people, Okay. He no, you have to earn them. You have to earn them. And I know the ongoing joke is when the invasion angle happened and they they finally got their hands on the NWA World Heavyweight Championship or WCW World Heavyweight Championship. They just handed it to Triple H. Yeah, well, that but guess was... what? Triple H had been a multi-time world champion, a multi-time intercontinental champion, a multi-time European champion. At that point, he'd already proven that mm-hmm. he wasn't a mid-card person. He was a yeah. top-of-the-card person who had been chasing The Undertaker, chasing Stone Cold Steve Austin, chasing The Rock. He belonged in that picture. And, and it's like... If you think about some call-ups that didn't work, per se, I have two examples. One, Finn Balor. I wouldn't say it didn't work because he got injured. He was put to the moon, Mm -hmm. got injured, came back, never really did all too much. I I wouldn't say he's not impressive because he won the Intercontinental title multiple times. Yeah, he won it twice, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And he put on some bangers in other matches, too. But he fits better in that NXT mold. No, I think he fits on the main roster. But this is where this is where the system didn't work for him. So, again, I'm gonna go back to Keith Lee again. Okay, Finn Balor is great in NXT. I think he could stay in NXT and he'd be perfect. He just keep dominating in there and he'd be great. I think if he gets back to the to Raw, the SmackDown roster, I think he's stuck in that upper mid card, lower top card area because he doesn't fit the giant persona of mm-hmm. a Vince McMahon. That's the issue with a Finn Balor. He's always going to be in the contention for the Intercontinental Championship, and he's always going to be in the contention for the United States Championship, and that works. That fits. But he's so deadly. Like, his character work is so deadly that you should have him. Like, you know what I want to see? At, at, at Not evil. Evil is going to be, um, New Year's Evil is going to be Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne, I think. I think that's what it's going to end up being. Yeah, I think okay? so too. But what, what I want to see is Karrion Cross versus the Demon. That's what I want to build to. He hasn't brought the demon out in NXT yet. Do you think he will as this Prince character? I don't know if he will, but I think I think it, it would be a very I, I interesting... I think the demon... So, here's my thought. 
Because he did bring it out multiple times in his first NXT run. Yes, but he was always a face in he's, his first NXT he's run. He's going to be working as a face against Cross. You think? He's going to be working He's going to be working as a face against Dunn. Yeah, okay. That's I, true. The, the crowd is turning back towards a face Balor because look at everybody he attacked when he was a when he first came back and he was a heel. Gargano, heel. Champa's technically a face. Cole is still kind of a heel. I mean, Undisputed Era is still heels, but they're working face right now, okay? Mm-hmm. That's everybody he's really attacked. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Keith Lee, face. He attacked Keith Lee. So it's just... Balor will be working face at that point, and that's when you can do the demon versus cross. I think it'll work. Back to Lee, though. The problem is the same thing that happened to Balor, is they brought him up and put him right in the big title picture. It, it, it doesn't work that way. You've yeah. got to you've got to go through the steps. And I know this is this news coming out that they've sent five five big men back to the performance center. I think it was Dijakovic, um, Dio Madden, Keith Lee, Omis, and Otis. O- Otis and oh, maybe it's six. I thought um, the guy who was in Raw Underground also went down as well. Oh, 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 I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the the one that was in the ring a couple of times with Strowman. I yeah, I know who you're talking I about. I can't think of his name right now. Um, Apparently, they're all going back to the performance center to, to fine-tune stuff. But are you noticing something about all six guys? They're big guys. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the mold of what Vince McMahon's looking for. I think he just wants them to wrestle more like big guys, like Braun Strowman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be more just brute force and not flippy doodahs and stuff like that. But but so, that, but that's who Keith Lee is. I was gonna I, say that's part of Keith Lee's charm. I know, but is he, that he's a big guy that can do little guy stuff. I know, but keep in mind, Vince has seen that bite him in the ass multiple times with multiple stars. Ivar. Okay, his tag team division sucks right now because one of his best tag teams is out because the big guy in the tag team Ivar does a dive through the ropes, mm-hmm. doesn't get caught right. And it's hurt. Mm-hmm. All right. He just saw it in NXT where somebody he was building up to put in a feud. Rich Holland. Catches somebody wrong and breaks his ankle. Okay. So McMahon is just, McMahon is staying his McMahon ways, which is he, he wants his big guys to wrestle like big guys. He wants them to be brutes and powerful and do all this stuff. He doesn't necessarily want to Because that's like, I wouldn't call them like, well, they are big guys. They are big Sheamus guys. Sheamus and... Drew McIntyre. They don't do that stuff. No, they don't have those high fly things. No, I think the highest flying thing either one of them does is I think I think McIntyre does a splash. He either a splash or a um. We saw Sheamus do a um a clothesline off the top rope. I think against AJ. Yeah, but that's like. But I'm just that's saying barely. But that again, it's just something that if he's yeah. doing anything off the top rope, it's really that stuff. You're not seeing him going over the top rope. Yeah, no. So I think I think the big thing is. is I think they're bringing them there to get them to wrestle more like big guys. Yeah. Wrestle more like somebody whose tag team we're going to talk about next, which is Big E and The New Day, which you already highlighted The New Day versus The New Day with Jeff Hardy versus The Hurt Business. This was a good match. Yeah. It was a very good match. And look who came out on top again Hurt Business. Hurt Business with Cedric Alexander with a huge assist. Cedric Alexander is a, he is a cannon. He is a loose cannon. And I love it. I know. And he's celebrating every victory because he's he's gotten the last. Well, technically, it's Jeff Hardy being put in the hurt lock by Bobby Lashley that won after, this match. But after Cedric push pushed him off from Cedric Alexander off the top rope, and that's what set up the hurt lock. And Cedric Alexander has been the reason why 
the Hurt Business has been staying consistent mm-hmm. winning because mm-hmm. he's already gotten, he scored two victories over the New Day by himself, and he just assisted on another victory over the New Day. Mm-hmm. So overall match had great spots, very quick paced. Um, I love Lashley. I love Lashley's just pure domination and power that they're putting into him right now. He's untouchable at this point. He's untouchable. Even- he is untouchable. There is going to be a U.S. title match. Yeah, and he's not going to lose the belt. He's not going to lose the belt. It's going to be an incredible match. He's not going to lose the belt. I don't know if it's going to be incredible. I'm I'm kind of scared. Lashley doesn't work strong style. He doesn't work stiff. Oh yeah, he's very he's very again very traditional Vince big, McMahon. Very traditional big man Vince McMahon. He's that untouchable giant. I don't know if he likes necessarily being chopped and kicked the way Riddle chops and kicks people. I don't know how that's gonna go. Yeah, true. I, I don't know how that's gonna go. I think it's gonna be a good match. I do, just, do. Do you think we could get a a reenactment of two thousand nine? Stupid, <laughs> stupid. I don't think we could. I, I I love the Riddle character. I just think that he works a little. He, he works he's a little, strong style. I know he's MMA. He's that's he's, his character. He's that's his stiff. work. Yeah, that's why he works well with Sheamus. I mean, they were walloping each other oh a couple of weeks ago. God, but. He works a little stiff. He he works a little stiff, and I don't know if Lashley, an understatement. I don't know if Lashley really likes to work that stiff. We'll see. We will. We will. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to be this Sunday or if it's going to be at the Rumble. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to try to put it off a little bit. Maybe build Hell, it a little it'll be bit on a Raw. Well, who knows? Maybe. I mean, I prefer if maybe they put it off and held it on for a little bit because they haven't really had that interaction. They built a feud between the two. Yeah, it's been a feud with MVP and MVP calling him stupid and his bro nuts yeah. don't make sense and all this stuff. And then he, I, again, those Bronos look so good. They do. And then uh, to me, the fact that Matt uh, Riddle yeah. frightened Bray Wyatt with his pie shot of how the Bros and the Firefly Funhouse should come together and make My a segment, and God. Bray Wyatt's like, "I gotta go, I I gotta go." <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. <sighs> Next segment's a little bit disappointing to me because I know we've been hearkening on Lana and I have actually come to really like her work because she's improved leaps and bounds from where she was and you know part of it is because of two of the women who were in the ring with her consistently Asuka Nia Jax well Shayna Baszler Nia Jax wait you're gonna give props to Nia Jax well no no I'm surprised she hasn't broken Lana in half yet that's true Shayna and Oscar working as closely as they have with Lana has. I think that's why Lana's put in this position, almost as she's being coached yeah, by them. Yeah, because she, she the, the matches are short, so it doesn't highlight maybe any of her true weaknesses or anything like that. Yeah, but like she hits her spots, she takes her bumps. I mean, even the beatdown at the end of this match, she was selling everything beautifully. She was yeah. selling like her leg had been ripped off, and like she, had, it was like that Quan Chi fatality in Mortal Kombat Four, where he rips your leg off and then he just starts beating you to death with it. That pretty much happened. Basically, yeah. what happened to this poor, this poor lady, and she's suffered devastating, and I'm using air quotes here, guys, devastating knee, ankle, and arm injuries that are preventing her from wrestling at the TLC pay per view. Yes. So, so now we're gonna get a, a mystery partner. So here's what I here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to make an argument for one of the two ladies that we did see who showed up later on in the night, which was Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, and then I want you to fantasy book who you would like to see as her tag team partner. Okay. So who is it gonna be? Dana Brooke. Okay. Reasoning is is because 
Mandy Rose. So I'm just thinking in terms of the match itself. Okay. Without Lana in this match, Asuka is not walking away with those tag belts. Mm -hmm. If it is Asuka and Mandy, neither of them can eat a pin. Mandy's just returning from an injury. Mm -hmm. She was actually injured. She's just returning from an injury. She's not going to eat a pin. Okay. Asuka is no way in hell eating a pin. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to have this come to a DQ finish. Okay. So Dana Brooke will be in this match. Dana Brooke will put on a good performance w- along with Asuka and the other two. Okay. Dana Brooke will eat a pin. Okay. Who do I want it to be? Io Shirai. Okay. So that means if Io's in this match, they have to win the match. Yeah. So now Io and Asuka, Asuka. will have the tag titles. I think I know who you want it to be. Okay. So it's Mandy Rose is the person who it's going to be. And the reason why it's Mandy Rose is because she has everything to have lost. She was the one who got knocked out. Her and her tag team got knocked out by the injuries suffered at the hands of you know, your jacks, yada, yada, yada. Asuka is going to eat the pin in this match to Shayna Baszler. Shayna's going to make Asuka tap. Okay. Okay. That's what builds, that's what builds your Raw Women's title right there is them two. It's who it should have been at WrestleMania this past year, okay, after Money in the Bank. You know when you were building all that Money in the Bank stuff? Mm-hmm. That's who it should have been, okay? So you're, you're rebuilding something you had almost nine months ago. Okay. A returning Kyrie Sane is who it should be. Kyrie Sane should be coming back. I would love it if she came back and then they won the titles. And you get a reuniting of the Kabuki Warriors. And that's not who you thought I was going to pick. No, that's exactly who I thought you were going to oh, pick. Oh, really? Okay. I thought you were going to say Kyrie because I know you love the Kabuki Warriors. I do. I, I doubt trust gonna, me. It, trust me. I would love for a returning Kyrie Sane to be the one that comes back. And Kyrie Sane gets the pin. Yeah. That's and how I want it get, to happen. Gets the pin over Nia Jax. Over Nia Jax. They get their titles. And now you, you're putting the tag team titles back on a legitimate tag team. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the only thing I don't like. I love Io Shirai. I, just, I don't see them. Having her, Do you, having they don't think it'd be cross branding. Yeah, it, it'd, it'd be, be way, way too cross much. Brand. Way too much. You'd have to have Oscar on on NXT. It, and, it worked when it was Raw SmackDown. Yeah, because it was main roster, main roster Monday, Friday. Yeah, the NXT Women's Division is way too good. Is way too stacked. Yeah, for her to get tied up with something else. Yeah, right now she, she'd get lost. Would I love it to happen? Oh, Hell yeah! Yeah, if she wasn't houses, if she didn't hold the NXT Women's title, yeah, do it all day. Oh, 100%. do it all day. Yeah. That um, would be how you'd bring EO up. That's how you would, exactly. What oh, if it's Rhea? No, no, Rhea's not. Rhea's still with Raquel. That's Rhea's right. Rhea's not done with Raquel. Rhea's not done with Raquel yet. So that was, again, it was a good segment. Kind of worked out the way. Unfortunately, we're not going to get Lana. And like we already touched on, Dana Brooke had the match later in the night with Shayna Baszler. DQ finished because yeah. of Nia Jax. <clears throat> um, Mandy Rose comes down. She has her return. So it is going to be one of them two. Probably jumping in with Oscar. Yeah. I would like to see Mandy Rose. You would like to see Dana Brooke, yeah. just because Dana Brooke's the safest one to take the pinfall. Yes. And I think Mandy Rose returning, taking up, um, taking a pinfall, wouldn't hurt. But I think it'll end up being Oscar tapping, tapping to to Shayna Baszler. That's what I think. Okay, to set up your WWE Women's Raw Women's Championship picture. Yeah. So, Jackson Elias Riker. Samson, Elias Samson, or Elias as he's known now. Uh, he's been known as that for a while, but I just like Elias Sampson. Yeah, Jackson Riker <clears throat> is now 
Apparently, this has been going on on main event for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's like bodyguard, but like crowd control. Is he really a bodyguard or is he just like a super fan? I don't know. Um, it's a very, it's very weird. Like I yeah. told you, uh, Elias works better because he's yeah. a sports entertainer. I would have liked that this announcement slash segment thing a lot better if it wasn't interrupted by what it was. Yeah, the twenty four seven stuff. Like, you just gotta stop interrupting like sh- stuff like this because now it almost this feels is actually like, interesting stuff. It almost feels like you're jumbling. Elias into the 24-7 championship. And you know what? If that's where they see him right now, that's where they see him. But it's just... You're jumbling him a little bit. And keep Elias on TV because, again, you want to keep him present. But he, again, he works so much better with a crowd. So much better with a crowd. The interaction, the walk with Elias stuff, it's so much better. Yeah. We touched on this already. Keith Lee losing to Morrison and Miz in this. Again, it is a handicap match, so it kind of does work. But the fact that these two handicap partners continue to get their heads kicked in by Drew McIntyre. And then can beat Keith Lee. And then beat it's Keith, like You've definitely set the, the precedent that Keith Lee isn't where where you it, want him to where, where the fans want him to yes. be. It's where WWE sees him, but it's not where the fans want him to be. Um, Bray Wyatt's a gem. Randy Orton's a gem. They both this They work so well together. Yes. They work so well together. This this whole story series that's going on with them is making up for their downs of their last feud in seventeen. Well no, the feud Not, wasn't bad. The it feud was wasn't match. bad. That one match and a couple of the other things just kind of seemed like goofy. Yeah. Like um Bray Wyatt's reaction when his house was burnt down. I get it, but it just looked over the top. Instead of Bray Wyatt being this demonic character and just getting fueled with anger, he's throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. This is making up for some of those down moments. Yeah, it is. Even though they're playing games like hide and seek. Hell, I'll take it. I know, but it works. Beca- it works. Because um, Man Bray, uh, Rogers Bray, Mr. Rogers Bray, yep. is all about fun and games. He is. He is, he is the, he is the um, utmost babyface. Yeah, he is. He is. And then you have this hellish fiend character that just changes the entire mood. Even the Mr. Rogers Bray highlighted during his promo while he was in the ring that they were having fun and they were playing around. And there's no and more then, fun in games and now. Then, and then you summoned him. And when he came out, it, it ends all the fun in games. It's like there's no more fun in games. So I'm going to stand here and I'm going to tell a bunch of dad jokes. Like, how do you measure a viper? With inches, because they got no feet. So I actually didn't even hear the jokes. Oh, yeah. What do you put on your car to stop the rain? Windshield vipers. <laughs> uh, we touched on... Ricochet versus Mace. The, we touched on the uh, the little bit of... Uh, Retribution. Retribution stuff. Uh, it's it was, good stuff. It was nice how they came out as a... As a, as, as, as a, a unit. unit. The whole unit came out. I liked having Ali on commentary and calling out Joe during the oh, commentary. I loved that. Like about how, oh, wow, whose seat are you sitting in right now? You can't be in the ring, but whose seat are you sitting in? Who's, whose job did you take? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it seems like one week they hit with this group, and then it's like another week they're like. It, the, is, it is a complete sine wave. Yeah. It's up and down, up and down. It like they, It's weird because it feels like. If McMahon gets his hands on the on the the plans for the Monday Night Raw, right, and they rewrite it at the last minute, it feels like they just throw something together for retribution and it sucks. But mm-hmm. it almost feels like if McMahon doesn't touch anything and they give it a little bit of time, 
it's like they write this good stuff for Retribution and it works. Mm-hmm. Like Ali on the mic is incredible. He's incredible in the ring. Everybody that he has in that stable are really good workers. It should work. Yeah. And it worked this week. Yeah. Just get out of your way sometimes. Yeah. Um, pretty much the rest of the stuff we've talked about. Um, Dana Brooke, Shayna Baszler, we spoke about. Um, the hide and seek turns fiendish. We talked about that where... No, um, we, didn't, we didn't talk about that. We, we didn't, didn't talk, talk about that, but we talked uh, about the, the Matt stuff. Riddle. So yeah. Matt Riddle came and offered the uh, Bray Wyatt some bro nuts or whatever and showed the pie chart. Then we get to Bray Wyatt's continuing looking for Randy and comes across a room with uh, a rocking chair. A rocking chair in Bray B and Bray. He sits down and goes for a rocking, a quick rocking, and then gets attacked, gets stuck into some sort of kind of box. And then one sets it on fire. One sets it on fire. Hmm. He, just, he just murdered Bray. When was a box set on fire and Randy Orton was involved? A lot. Hmm. He does it a lot. Yeah. It's not, it's not just like once or twice. I you mean, know which he, one I'm thinking of? Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. The one where he almost set himself on fire while yeah. he was doing it because he poured so much gasoline all over the place he didn't realize it was going to go up so quickly. Yeah. But this was great because then it, it seemed like he killed... Man Bray. Rogers Bray and awakened The Fiend. The Fiend. And the Fiend just put him down at that point. And and I I know your fear. S- strong strong final segment before a big pay per view. Mm-hmm. That person doesn't win, go over. I, so the I fiend the fiend's it's gonna not go happening. over. The fiend has to go over. Fiend will win. Fiend will win quickly. And I almost think this is a way to get Randy off T V for a little bit. Yeah. Give him a break. Randy will come back at the rumble. Because he hasn't he hasn't really had a break all year really no. during everything with the pandemic he worked because yeah. he had the edge matches yeah he, he had all had, the edge stuff he hasn't had and any then break. he immediately jumped into drew and that has just continued and continued and continued until now once drew was done it was immediately under the fiend yeah so immediately I, I i think it'd be good to give him a little bit of a break I, yeah. I think that's what's gonna end up happening um next we talked about a little bit riddle versus mvp quick 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 match yep hits the floating bro match over celebrates by eating a bro not yep all it is. Setting up for more Bobby stuff because Bobby came in after this and tried to attack Riddle. Yeah, and he got away. I think um, I think like I said, you need a couple more weeks. Yeah. Don't don't throw this on the pay per view. Don't no. put it on the pre show. Don't throw it on the pay per view. Don't do it. Don't don't do it. Just let You do realize we're gonna get an announcement it, on Instagram in the next parody, day or so it where it's gonna Massage be Massage that meat. Get breaking the, news. Get the garlic and the riddle and, and versus the, Bob Lashley and the pimentish and the TLC. and the beer and just massage it in and let it marinate for like a couple of weeks and then get it on the Royal Rumble. Do yeah, it that way. That's what I want. Or even better, even better, don't put it on the Royal Rumble. Okay, don't have Riddle eliminate Bobby Lashley at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I can agree with that. I like that. And build it that way. Yeah, I like that. Or, ha- or even if you do put it on the Rumble, have Lashley win, and then have Riddle eliminate him in the Rumble later on in the night. Yeah. And then it's like, wow, this guy this, this guy still puts me down. I, I, uh, I'm I, Bobby Lashley. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Closing segment. WWE Championship Ascension Ceremony. So we didn't get Connor. We didn't get Victor. There was no Ascension. No. No, they lied to us. Yes, I'm. I'm a little. Um, I'm a little hurt. Yeah, I'm a little hurt because they could. They could use a tag team in their division. Exactly. Right now. <laughs> and hell, they've been pretty. They were pretty good in They're NXT. Better in NXT. Yeah, better in NXT. Screw it. We need somebody. Yeah, we need. Yeah. So take Ascension off that title. 
This yeah. is just the uh, lifting WWE championship ceremony. ceremony. Yeah, there you go. Ladder ceremony. Hey, it gets put on a ring and gets pulled up 20 feet. Yep. That's what it is. Um, It was good because AJ ended with the belt at the end of the show. Yeah. The show faded to black with him holding the belt. Bodies everywhere because oh, you had yeah. you had McIntyre, you had Seamus, uh, Miz, Morrison. Yeah, exactly. You had everybody kind of laid out. Well, almost wasn't laid out, was he? Well, no. Okay, but because nobody's not almost him was there. Yeah, but he hasn't been knocked off his feet yet. It. it, it you want to bet? You want to bet something? He will this Sunday. Maybe he's gonna get claymored. Okay, I I wouldn't be surprised. I, it was nice because it finally put it, it finally put a nice little bow. On the whole AJ and McIntyre stuff yeah. that we feel like kind of was put on the back burner by this whole Sheamus stuff over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So it finally put a nice little bow on it. It was good. Um, Just like I said, Raw, Raw peaked right at the end to mm-hmm. keep your interest for TLC. And uh, I mean... It was a neat little show. Yeah, it was. It, it was. was a, it was a good way to go into the pay per view. It was very middle of the road. Yep. Yeah, I mean, easily is, is TLC going to be C show plus of the B year? Minus. No. You know what I mean? The whole show together was a C plus yeah. B minus. Is TLC going to be the show of the year? No. Is it going to be a quality show? Yeah, it's yeah. it's shaping up to be. Yeah, let's see what else they add to the card. Yeah, I'm kind of liking the way that they're doing these minor pay per views recently without like the attendance and stuff. Yeah, they're only putting like five six matches on. They're yeah. not trying to hammer every championship on, and they're not trying to put. Everybody on the matches. They're just trying to put. They're trying to highlight certain storylines that they want to continue mm-hmm. to push forward, and that's it. And, I'm, and, I'm and these shows, it. unlike professional wrestling pay per views back in like 2016, 2017, where a, a middle of the road like Hell in a Cell pay per view would run four hours. It would start at seven, end at eleven. These shows are starting at seven o'clock, ending at like nine thirty. Yeah, they're not pushing these shows over the top. Yeah. They're they're manageable to watch. Wrestling a few years ago was tough. Felt like a chore sometimes. Yeah, not because of poor wrestling. There was some of that, but wrestling shows could go for WrestleMania thirty three was like six and a half to seven hours. Well, thirty six was the newest one, right? Thirty six was this year. Yeah. Okay. Thirty five. The whole Kofi Kingston stuff. Oh my god! It was like eight hours long. Yeah. And. Listen, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 35 was really good. Oh yeah. Okay. Daniel Bryan losing to Kofi Kingston. Um, you had Seth the, Rollins Seth beating Rollins, Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. You had the Triple Threat Women's in the main event. Yep. You had um, you had Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor. Yeah. Very good pay per view. Don't get me wrong. Um, was that under, did Undertaker squash Cena in that one or was that, that was the 34. one before 34? Okay. Um. So you had a lot of stuff that really, really, really worked on that pay-per-view. It was just between the pre-show and, and the matches and the glamour and the glitz. It was seven hours long. Like, that's just too much. And this year's WrestleMania just seemed to work a little bit better over the two yeah, nights. Yeah, because they split it the two nights. Be it, it was at the PC. Yeah. They kind of had to do it this way because they can't do that spectacular. Limita- well, they had limitations on who they yeah. could have at the Performance Center at one time as yeah. well. But it seems like almost when they took that step back with WrestleMania, it allowed them to take a step back with all the sub-shows as well. Mm-hmm. Every sub-show seems like it's only been two and a half hours long. The yeah. en- the, the, the NXT takeovers have always been that. 
timeline. They've been yeah. two, two and a half but, hours. But when was the last time you watched an NXT TakeOver with more than six matches? Oh, no, no, no. There really hasn't been. I think there's been two, maybe, that have been that long. Yeah, and that was like the very beginning ones when they had, had when they'd had 10-minute tag matches. Yeah. So, I think... I think... They're, we've gotten the, we've gotten the, them to pull back a little bit on the lengths of these shows because even Survivor Series was was manageable. It was three and, hours. Yeah, and the and the good things are SummerSlam was three and a half hours. Yeah, they're letting matches breathe too. Yeah, they're not trying to stuff eight to ten to twelve matches no. into a three and a half hour show. The thing is, they know who can go out there and give them twenty five minutes, and they know who can go out there and only give them seven. Yeah, they can see who gets gassed quickly and who actually can go out. Like Sami Zayn matches can go on forever, just like the ladder match did. For yeah. the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. That match went on for, what, 19, 20? 25 minutes. Yeah. Maybe. So, it's just the fact that you allow the people who have the tank to go out there and utilize the tank, mm-hmm. and you have the people who are just going to give you those quick burner matches to do those quick burner matches, and it just works out great. And they're able to, now, I think they're managing the talent and managing their time a lot yeah. better to give us qual- more quality pay-per-views versus just these totally loaded pay-per-views and that's what mm-hmm. I'm hoping TLC will end the year with not just be thrown together with a bunch of matches that's why I don't want a US title match you know what I mean you haven't really built it you have built the Intercontinental stuff already so do an Intercontinental Championship match at the TLC you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. do your World Championship your your Universal Championship do those matches your you women's got, tag you match. got your women's tag match and you got your women's Smackdown Championship match right Mm-hmm. Th- th- those are five matches. Yeah. You can throw another one in there if you want. You're not going to get a Raw two. Women's title. No, because... I don't think you're going to get a SmackDown tag title match unless you put Rudin... Uh, but aren't they supposed to be facing this week anyway on SmackDown? Yeah. So you're not going to get that You're not going to get that. You're probably not going to get a, a Raw tag match. No, you do. You get in the Raw tag match. That is happening? Yeah, that is happening. Okay. Yeah. So you, there's just six matches. You can throw one more on there. Just don't make it the U.S. title. Yeah. You don't need every title to be defended on every pay-per-view. And you don't need every match to be a title match. Exactly. You can do other stuff. You can have... You, you can have blood feuds. Yeah. Bray Wyatt and... Randy Orton. Randy Orton. There's your seventh match. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. yeah done. And some of these matches that we're mentioning aren't going to run long. The Fiend match should... Five minutes. Five minutes, seven minutes, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> Your intros are going to be longer, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Fiend intros are great. Yeah, they are. Nice and slow to the ring. <sighs> now that we're done ripping up Raw. <laughs> well, we didn't rip it up. No. We were fair. Very fair assessment. Yeah. C plus B minus. Yeah. I think that's going to wrap this episode up, though. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can hit us up at Double Doink Network on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or you can hit up our personals at Dave the Doink or at DJ Alt. Uh, if you guys like the show, you can like, share, subscribe on all your favorite platforms. We are streaming on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean, as well as anywhere else that you can find our show. I think that wraps everything up. This has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.